Haunted Nights, live with Tamara Thorne and Alistair Cross. We would like to thank W.J. Pierce for creating and performing our music. Good evening, everyone, and welcome to Thorn and Cross Haunted Nights Live. We're your hosts, Alistair Cross, and I'm here with my co-host and collaborator, Tamara Thorne. Thank you for joining us. Uh, before we get down to business and introduce tonight's guest, I'm going to turn it over to Tamara, and she's going to tell you a little about our latest novel, Exorcism, which is book three in the Ravencrest saga. Uh, and it is available now in paperback and ebook. Hello, Tamara. Are you there? Okay. I think Tamara has <laughs> stopped, so I will tell you a little bit about it. Okay, so. Um, midnight, the witching hour, watery echoes in an empty building, the, gra- uh, the grand Greek pool at Ravencrest Manor babbles and gurgles as chlorine-scented water pumps, flowing like cool blood in veins and arteries. The moon, full and high above the arched glass ceiling, shines its light into the cobalt pool, casting splintered rays across the water, picking up golden highlights as it reflects on the constellations, the planets, the moons that are set into the bottom of the pool. A spring and thunk from the tall diving board, then a splash as someone dives in, and somehow water explodes into the air. The sound ebbs and flows with movement, but if no human ear is present to hear it, no eye to see it, can these things be real, or are they merely tricks of light and sound, magic courtesy of Mother Nature? Soft golden light lamps flicker to life, and then the music faint but unmistakable rises and echoes. Eddie Cantor, if you knew Susie like I know Susie. Laughter, the sounds of a party, the voices of glasses clinking. Something wide and serpentine slithers and stirs beneath the, salt, beneath the water like glistening cold silk. They're gone again in an instant. All right, uh, you can get rid of Crest Exorcism uh, and you can put it back in, in Amazon and anywhere books are sold. If you're listening to Thorn and Cross, Haunted Nights Live, you can learn more about what we do at our website, alistercross.com and tamarthorn.com. You can visit our mutual blog at thornandcross.wordpress.com. If you tweet, our handles are at CrossAllister and at Thorn. You can visit our Haunted Nights Live page on Facebook, uh, and you can find us on Instagram at, at ThorningCross or at official underscore Alistair Cross. For more information on the show, you can visit Authors on the Air on Facebook, Twitter, and at AuthorsOnTheAir.com. This is a broadcast of the Authors on the Air Global Radio Network, LLC. All right. Uh, tonight, uh, we are uh, pleased to announce... Uh, Paul Lubashevsky. Uh Paul has done a lot of things in his life to draw experiences from. Caver, photographer, skating, brewmaster, musician with the punk band The Repressed, music producer for Magazine, and DJ. Originally from Philadelphia, Pennsylvania, he's lived all over the United States and finally settled in the mountains of Appalachia with his family. His debut novel, I Never Eat Cheese Steak, was the Amazon bestseller list for vampire horror, and more novels are on their way. Here to talk about his latest, Cult of the Gator God, please welcome Paul Lubashevsky. Welcome, Paul. How are you? I'm doing great. Thank you. All right. Well, we have – okay, so it looks like Tamara's back with us, I think. <laughs> so, yeah. Uh, Can you hear me? We have yes. – yes, we hear you now. Yeah. Sorry I, sorry I kept you in there. I was, I was reading, and I, I was going through the stuff, and so I didn't get a chance to let you in, so I'm glad you're here. Okay. 
So, Paul, we have Paul Lubachevsky. We have um, not had a chance. We've fallen behind. We've not had a chance to read your book. So the good news is, is we will not be giving away any spoilers. We don't know anything about it. So that said, um, I guess first things first, um, tell us about your book. Tell us about your latest book. Um, well, it's basically <clears throat> it's a – I'd want to say horror comedy, but I've gone further now. I've gone to kaiju comedy. Right. I've taken it a step beyond horror comedy to full-blown kaiju comedy, and um, it's based in Florida, and there is indeed a gator god in there, and I think at the, at the base of it, it's about dislocation, Going, having to move somewhere where everything is completely alien to you and trying to, to live there with huge nice. gator gods. Nice. Um, so what made you decide that to, to do – dislocation is always a great theme. Um, I think everybody can relate to that. Um, what made you choose that kind of theme? Well, it's specifically Florida, no less. I lived a year, for a year in Jacksonville. And from somebody who's originally for, from the Northeast, that's a major dislocation. Right. Right. Um, so did you, so let's talk a little bit about you. Uh, I want to come back to this book, but, um, let's talk a little bit about your beginnings. Um, how long have yeah. you been at this and what, what led you here? Well, I think I've like always written, but I didn't really take writing very seriously until I got older because I'm a born contrarian. And when I was growing up, everybody's like, you're going to be a writer. So I decided <laughs> I would be a musician then then I would be a DJ, and and then I'd, I'd write record reviews and uh, be a music editor. And then eventually I went, you know what, you could probably grow up now and just try writing. <laughs> nice. Nice. Um, did you, so what's the first thing, how did you decide what you wanted to write? Was there, uh, I know that for most of us it's just kind of, that's just kind of what happens. Uh, is that how it was for you, or did you set out to, to do what you do specifically? Um, I think it's just, I, I hate to say it just happened, but, you know, I, I grew up, like, watching, like, you know, Creature Double Feature and everything, and I've, like, I have an insanely encyclopedic knowledge of horror films. And so when I went to write, it was just like, well, that's the most obvious thing to write. Go with what you know. And I'm nice. every bit as I'm every bit as bad about stand up comedy, so like sooner or later it was bound to happen of well there's a lot to parody there. Go for it. Right, right. Now did you read a lot of uh you know, Mad magazine, things like that? You obviously love parody. Yeah, I did. I mean it, yeah, you know, Mad magazine <laughs> When I was growing up, was like one of the staples. So, mm-hmm. you know, you know, like yeah. it was just like Mort Drucker just passed away, and it was just like, oh my god, right? That was like the parody mm-hmm. of every every movie I can remember coming out. Like the movie mm-hmm. would come out, but like then the, the the funny version of the movie would come out a month later in Mad. Yes, yeah, that was. Oh God, John Mop Walton, I remember that one. <laughs> they, they were also good. <laughs> And I would stay awake in school by just thinking. I, I would run them in elementary school. I'd run the, the 
the Drucker stuff through my head and give myself the giggles so I wouldn't fall asleep. And and it was <laughs> wonderful. It was so painful and wonderful. I loved it. Actually, it's, it's funny with Mad. You can almost watch yourself as you grow up because, like, the first things you probably you end up liking are like the Sergio Erosionez or the Don mm-hmm. Martins. And then, as you get older, the more Drucker stuff suddenly becomes really valid and important to you. And that's probably like what lasts longer. But you can remember like yeah. Mashed and you know every Star oh, Wars got all of them. good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and uh, the Don Martin stuff. That actually a one-page Don Martin cartoon when I was a kid, and I'm not going to say what it is because it give away the end of the book, inspired one of my novels, Eternity. The whole thing hinged on the cartoon. <laughs> From like fifth grade. <laughs> nice. I love math. Yeah. Ben, I, I, I think one of the things that actually really like made me think, well, why not horror comedy, was Pratchett and what he did to fantasy. Mm-hmm. You know, and oh, it's a, right. yeah. Because fantasy is another one of those. It has so many tropes. It has so many rules. It has so many things that, like, as soon as you've created all these rules, you've created fertile ground for somebody else to come through and make fun of all of them. Oh yeah, he's he's right, fantastic. Right. Well, and, yeah. horror, and comedy goes yeah. so good. Comedy goes so good with horror. It's really they, you know. I think I mm-hmm. think that uh, if you're going to do um, uh, horror, I think the, a good uh, comedy, you know, on the side and running through it, you know, is it's a good idea. It really works. It really does. Well, I, yeah, I, I see on Facebook you two, you two, when you're working together, giving each other the giggle fits. So, oh, yeah, they love yeah, pretty much. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> we think we're hilarious. Just ask us. Oh, uh, yeah. Well, all one of us has to do is say the word stool, and we will turn into eight-year-olds. You know, it keeps everything lively. <laughs> yeah, my, my, tr- yeah my, tr- my trigger word is moist. <laughs> moist. Yeah, I know, right? That's too. a good one. Yes. Moist. Now, on, on that note, what is your? I know, right? On that note, what is your? What is your process like? Do you? Do you have a, a specific working hours? Do you? How do you go about it? Well, I mean, anymore, I'm just generally working because if there's if there's not something to be written, there's something to be edited. And uh, right. there's always something to be edited. That's actually a, my, my running joke. Well, there's always editing because <laughs> there always is. But, yeah, it, it depends on what I'm working on. I mean, if I'm working on straight horror, which like most of my short stories are, you know, then you just sit down and write. Or comedy horror, like yeah. every every time it's different because it takes a lot of revisions because every every pass you take, you're adding jokes. Right. Wow. Well, so like you're funny on you're funny on purpose. We aren't. We just all of a sudden see our characters going crazy and and or say the word duel, and <laughs> it's the characters are funny, but we're we never try to be funny. But how do you do that? When I try to be funny, yeah, it just dries up. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think I think it, again it goes back to background. It's like I mean I grew up probably what I would consider the golden age of ho- comedy, like stand up where, like, guys could just riff on anything. And, mm-hmm. you know, you pick up that timing from them. And, like, you know, early on also, I read a lot of Dave Barry, and he's got a really unique oh, yeah. timing. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. And, great. like, the timing you pick up from, like, George Carlin or Dave Barry, you, you turn it over, and, like, you know, air, also, like, Airplane was a huge movie when I, when I was younger. 
and you can see that timing, and then it's just like once mm-hmm. you set set the groundwork on on the first pass on a book, you can see all the spots where you can crack a joke or make fun of fun of it or make fun of something else on a like go off on a tangent, you know. And it's just like it's just it's reading the room. It's like it's a, I call it like counterpunching, mm-hmm. you know, where it's like you're not being Thank funny you. the first time, but like once you've got it like laid out in front of you, you can counterpunch and you can riff off it. Yeah, surely that's true. It's sort of like MSTK <laughs> in your own book. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it, it probably is. I didn't get in fast enough to say, airplane, what's that? Uh, <laughs> my favorite movie of all time next to Blazing Saddles. <laughs> all right, and actually, no, um, no, um, Colt, Cult of the Gator God. Um, did you did you do you feel like so this is this is um, you do short stories and you also had um, I never eat cheese steak. Do you how do you feel like you have evolved in this book uh, versus your previous work? Well, as far as horror comedy goes, I think this time I knew more what I like what I wanted going in. Where the first time I tried it with cheese steak, there was a lot more of a feeling of. I am making this up as I go along, and Lordy, I hope this works. <laughs> right? Yeah. Right. Well, it, it sounds like it did because it was on the Amazon bestseller list for vampire horror. Uh, how, how did that feel? That's you know, congratulations on that. That's great. Mm-hmm. That was like, you know, it, it's it's funny. It's it's been on twice. Um, you know, once on Kindle and once on paperback at like two separate occasions. And when, like you see the list of people, and like you're creeping past Anne Rice, and right? That, <laughs> you know, I, I don't care who you are. You know, if you're if you're in this business and you suddenly see yourself past Anne Rice, you're walking around the computer room going, "Yay me!" Oh yeah, yay, yeah, yay. Exactly. for sure. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. No, yeah, it's very exciting. It's very very cool. Um, uh, what are you? Can we ask you what you're working on right now? Well, right now, um, editing one book, uh, which is like the punk horror book that I swore I was never going to write, and then another enough people who weren't around the scene back in the day wrote punk horror books, and finally I went, okay, fine, I'll do it. Because it was just a feeling of there's always something off and something wrong, and you can tell the person wasn't around at the time, but they're really, right. like, they're really enthusiastic, but it's not right. And you know, for somebody who was around the scene in the 80s, it's just like, uh, you're so close. So, right, right. After years of saying no, I'm not doing one. I've I've got it written and pretty much so now it's in the editing process. Um, I have a collection coming up from Dreaming Big Publications of short nice. stories. So it's just, those are just straight yeah. horror and you know they're uh-huh. a lot of what, earlier. What kind, hmm? what, what kind of Straight horror? Do you like? Do you do you go for monsters, vampires, ghosts? The uh, you know. I think I, I you know I like to write what, whatever I'm in the mood for. I've never like really wanted to go. Well, I'm a slasher writer, or I'm a. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like. Yeah. Every once in a while, I'll go. You know what? I would like to to write a monster story, and I'll write a werewolf story or a vampire story. But. Mm-hmm. A lot of the times, I, I think. Like it's, I've really gone all over the place with it. I mean, <laughs> you know, anything, anything yeah. from killer, killer bears in the woods to 
<laughs> vampires to werewolves to whatever, pretty much to whatever catches my interest. Yeah. Right. Yeah. What do you like to that. read? Mm-hmm. Well, um, horror-wise, right now I'm on a big McCammon kick. Oh, uh, he's great. Nice. Yeah, I mean, yeah. like, I'm pretty yeah. much just snapping up anything by Robert McCammon right now. And what, what do you like best so far? His... Um, actually, I like his, I love his collection of short stories, Blue World. Oh, that's a, ah, yeah. I don't usually read shorts, and uh, I really love that. That's I, the one I where played, he has the yeah. yeah. Yeah, never it's mind. One of my dirty. favorite collections I, I think I yeah. have read in horror. Um, you know, The Wolf's Hour is great. Um, Usher's I, I, Passing is one of mine, yeah. I just picked up a copy of Usher's Passing, and it's like the, it's on, the next book on my TBR pile. Um, yeah. Just finishing up a Peter Straub book, and like literally like 10 more pages, and then Which it's one? on Usher. Um, oh, uh, Houses Without Doors. Ah, I read that so many years ago. We always ask people who, who do short stories, because it, we, we notoriously say we cannot write short stories. When we, when we, mm-hmm. It's so hard, seriously. When we started writing together, that was the plan. We were like, eh, you know, this probably, you know, very likely may not work. It's hard to, to, to write with somebody. So why don't we just yeah. try to write a short story? And it spiraled out Turned of control and became <laughs> yeah, a huge book. And then one after yeah. that, one after that. So what yeah. we learned very quickly uh, the hard way is that we cannot write short stories. We have the utmost respect for people who can. It is mm-hmm. – just oh, I don't I can, know I why it's so much harder. What, what, how do you do that? Take and over, you they can do both. Us. Yeah, I, yeah, I, and I you do both. Understand the, the something like spiraling out. Um, my novella on St. Rooster's Rooster Press, um, A New Life, that was supposed to be just a nice five to seven thousand word short story. Twenty three thousand words later, <clears throat> oops. <laughs> yep. <laughs> yeah. So do you do you have over. a preference? Do you do you prefer do you prefer short stories or or the full length novels? Um, lately I've been writing more full length novels, but that's just because I haven't had the ideas that I like. I can look at the idea and go, all right, that's just an idea. It has a fast, short, you know, shelf life. Just hammer it out. But I mean, I, that's the nice thing about writing shorts, though. They're very quick gratification. Yeah, you know, right. we're like. You spend a day on a novel, and you've maybe maybe moved a chapter along. Where you spend a day, on, yeah. you can spend a day on a short story, you're done. Wow! Right, right. See, yeah, yeah that that for you maybe, <laughs> for us, yeah. <laughs> no, <laughs> no, I, I think it's fantastic. Like I, yeah. Mm-hmm. yes, but yeah, no, it's like, <laughs> yeah. You know, on a really good day, you can bang out like a 5,000-word short story and just you've got the idea out of your head. It's completely done. Mm-hmm. You, know, you, go, you go back and review and, 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 and revise it later, but like the idea has, has run its course and now you can move on to other things where, you know, I'm like writing a novel right now, another horror comedy, and if I do 3,000 good words, I've moved along a chapter and that, that's right. it. And then like, you know, now I... I've got to think of more things for these people to do, and well, back oh. to the drawing board. You know, time, time to time oh. to push, 
our characters pretty much tell mm-hmm. us what to do, and I think that's why we write long. We're, we're more character-driven than plot-driven. Maybe that's the difference. See, yeah, the, maybe. the funny yeah. thing is, is like usually, usually by the the first chapter, mm-hmm. I know the character well enough that I'm curious to see how he'd react there. Yeah. You know, like I, I then I think I've got my character. I know who he is and how mm-hmm. he thinks and how he's moving. And then the rest of the rest of it is just putting him into situations, and then trying to think of well, how would he react be, or she react? Because like yeah. I know who they are, and I, that like I'm just I'm as curious to find out. Yeah, it's fascinating. I yeah, love that. Right, right. Well, I mean, that's one of the things. It's like I know people that like totally plot their books, and mm. you know I, I respect the ability <laughs> to do that, but I yeah, I, I go back to the line from um, the one book in the. Um, in the Stephen King uh, Dark Tower series, where somebody's yelling at him for killing off a character, and it's like, lady, I didn't know know it was going to happen until it happened either. Right? Yeah, yeah they, they decide on so, their own. Well, yeah. It's, yeah, and it's a it's a weird it's a weird phenomenon, and it's but you know we we talk to more writers who are in agreement with them than not, mm-hmm. and we've tried plotting meticulously too and it doesn't work so we just no it don't <laughs> just go kinda, somewhere else yeah. kind of come up with a very basic structure and do our best you know uh, yeah beginning do middle you, and when end when you're when you're plotting yeah yeah when you're plotting do you know how the book is going to end or anything or do you like totally just, yeah. yeah i don't know until i would say i'm about three chapters out like from the end okay like uh, that's about when i know until then nice. mm, like I mean, I've got wow. yeah, right. The the book I'm working on now is <clears throat> probably about that far out, and right now it's starting. To, it's still kind of. I kind of think maybe this is gonna how it's gonna end, but I'm still not mm-hmm. sure. Yeah, right. Interesting. The, right. The fact the fact that I'm still that unsure about it, it means it may very well not because I yeah. may I may be telling myself that's not a strong ending. Right, we always yeah. have one in reserve, but it's like a life preserver because we usually end up not using it. Something better comes. Along. I know it's true. But, yeah, it's true. <laughs> hey, I yeah. think that's how this, I think that's how this book is is going to end up going because, like, I I, I kind of like the ending, but I I'm kind of like, well, that's a little trite and pat. Right. I don't know, right. You know, if I write it right, it'll work. But if it's, mm, hemming and hawing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, we know, we know exactly what you mean. <laughs> yes, we do. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. We're just about out of time, but um, Cult of the Gator God, um, one more question about that. Did you? How did you, uh, on the ending of that one, was this was this a book that you planned out, uh, you know, uh, at all, or was this one that, another one that just kind of told itself and you were surprised? No, it's, again, it's like I, I would say about – when I got to the last couple of chapters, I knew how it was going to end, but I really didn't know before that. Like it was kind of nice. Like when I was, I was like, you know, full steam ahead, the, the book's moving well. And the ending came to me. It's like, Oh good. It has an ending. That, that's a relief. <laughs> well, it sure is. Right. I know. Yeah. So otherwise it just keeps going and going. No, <laughs> we've been there. No. Yes. <laughs> no, uh, uh, one, one more question about Cult of the Gator God uh, before we let you go. Um, what is it that you hope, uh, if, if people go and they read this book, what do you hope they come away with? Uh, what do you want them to get from it? 
Well, first and foremost, I hope they laugh. You know, like an actual an actual laugh, not not the not yeah, <laughs> you know, like, like an actual like you know in, yeah. involuntary as I'm reading. <clears throat> you know, and that's kind of how. <laughs> That's kind of no, how I, I judge anybody who's doing any kind of comedy book, like horror comedy, fantasy comedy, anything like that. If I don't at least once just involuntarily go, <clears throat> it, then it's yeah. not fun. So I'm, I'm hoping for at least one of those from everybody who reads it. I mean, there's there's some definitely creepy moments in there. There's some scary moments. But I, I really, at the end of the day, since it's got comedy tied to it, 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 it better make, make you at least go, <clears throat> oh, God. Yeah. All right. <laughs> All right. And okay, fantastic. And before we let you go, can you tell our listeners where they can find out more about you and your work? Well, um, I have a page on Facebook, um, Paul Lukashevsky, Paul J. Earlson, author. Um, I have my own webpage that will come up if you just look up Paul Lukashevsky. Um, uh, of course, on Amazon, and um, I'm also on Twitter at P. Lubyshevsky. All right. Um, it has been great meeting you. We're looking uh-huh. forward to reading the book, and um, we hope that you will keep in touch and come back when you have something, when you have more news to share with us. Okay. Well, thank you very much for having me on. Yeah. Oh, you bet. Um, thank you. Yeah, thank you for being on, and thank you, everybody, for listening. And until next week, we wish you haunted nights. And sweet screams. Thank you for listening. Haunted Nights, live with Tamara Thorne and Alistair Cross.